Hey, thank you so much for listening to Behind the Line. This is the Sunday message. We hope that this message builds your faith and fills your cup. Now let's get ready for the word. What's going on, family? When we look at worship, right, it's about giving praise back to God for the things that he's done, for the things that he's doing, and for the things that he will do. You know, sometimes life can be good. Also, sometimes life can be chaotic. And I know that you know, living in the Midwest, when it comes to weather, that thing, let's be honest, it gets a little chaotic. It's a little unpredictable. See, I remember a couple years back when we had that little microburst. And don't get me wrong, there's been all, all this other weather that's happened since then. But I remember at a time, you see, my family, we live in a townhouse with no basement. So imagine going through weather like that and nowhere to retreat to. You know, there might be some fear in there. Personally, me, everybody else in my house might be strong. But me, though, I'm like, ooh, this is getting a little wild. But I remember a time looking out the window and seeing the colors change. Now, I know what you're thinking. He's that dude who's by the window when everything is going crazy. When they say you probably shouldn't be by the window. But for the sake of this story, I was in the distance and I was seeing out the window and I was seeing the colors change. I was seeing things get thrown around outside across the lawn because of how how fast and how strong the wind was and on top of that you can hear the impact from the pellets of the hail and the rain hit the house you could just feel the impact of that storm right and sometimes that's what happens in life right sometimes there are sirens that go off that maybe we know that a storm's coming but sometimes storms can just appear out of nowhere and it's better to be in the house than outside of it right because you have some kind of shelter. But one thing I know, this song that we're going to sing is a reminder for me that my foundation is not built in the sand. See, there's a Bible verse that says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. You see, in this song, it takes it straight from this verse. And there's a part where it says, rain came, wind blew, but my house is built on you. You see, these storms, they may take the shingles off the roof. These storms, they may take the siding off the house. These storms, hail may break the windows. But God has a promise and he's saying, I'm there for you. This house will not fall. All that can happen to the house. But the house that's built on me will not fall. So Tyrone, when your mom has a lump in her breast and she may have cancer, just know I am there for you. And I have a found, if you build your house on my foundation, I am there for you. Because I gave you a good life insurance. Every, all those other things that have happened, those things can be restored. And on top of that, this house will stand. Because as long as you have your house on this firm foundation, you'll stand as well. Hello, everybody. My name is Matt Kitchen, and uh, the most meaningful song on my playlist right now is Living on a Prayer uh, by Bon Jovi. And 
No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to see if that would impact the worship team a little bit and they'd have to scramble. Uh, actually, it's a song called Wait On You. And uh, that has just really been speaking to me a lot. We've been in a series here the last few weeks about Monday Matters. And, you know, I think Mondays and Tuesdays would be a lot easier if we had Logan or Zach uh, walking behind us, singing our favorite worship song or our hype song as we go into that meeting or into the workplace, or if we had Greg encouraging us uh, with something from God's word when we're walking into a difficult conversation. Uh, But the truth is, God invites us into this relationship with him that is every day. He invites us to spend time with him, and it's because we live in a broken world. We live in a world uh, where there's so much brokenness around us. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But the reality is, is there's a lot of brokenness in each one of us, and we need him every day. We need him to be speaking to us, and we need to be waiting on him every day. Um, And so as we face things in life that can feel overwhelming, we can see our own inadequacies. Many days it feels like we don't have what it takes, and the truth is that we don't. And this has really been true in my life. Uh, There are times when I feel really empty and that something is missing, and it doesn't even need to be when things are going really bad. Things can be going really well, uh, but I can begin to sometimes feel like just something isn't right. I can begin to lose purpose and meaning. I don't find fulfillment. It can feel like I'm drifting and that life is out of control. This can be due to a lot of reasons, but many times in my life, I find that it happens often when I'm not spending meaningful time alone with the Lord. That my time alone with Him in prayer or spending time in His Word is lacking that he is getting crowded out by the busyness or even my own indifference and apathy, and I'm not waiting on him, that I'm not spending time thinking about how good God is and about how faithful he is in my life. It's when I focus too much on my circumstances and not enough on God's promises, that I'm not talking with him about the people, challenges, opportunities, and situations around me, that I'm not thanking him and giving him praise for all of his provision and love. It happens when I'm not putting my hope or believing for what he wants to do in this world, but instead experiencing a sense of hopelessness or why even bother. It's when I go too long without hearing him speak something to me. Sometimes that can be something big, but I just need to hear his voice even on something small. It's when I'm not waiting on him. Throughout scripture, Jesus refers to himself as the bread of life, that if we eat of him, we're not going to grow hungry. He refers to himself as living water, that if we drink of him, we'll never thirst again. And I think um, if we really only ate on Sunday mornings, come Monday morning, we're going to be pretty hungry. If we only drank once a week, by the end of the week, we're in the hospital. We need to be doing this. It's the same with our soul. That if we're only experiencing things on a Sunday morning, we're missing out on this life that God really has for us and our souls dry up and wither. From the beginning, God designed us to spend time with him every day. Adam and Eve uh, would walk and talk with the Lord. It says in the cool of the day, most likely in the mornings. Jesus modeled the life of getting up early and spending time with his father. When sin entered the world, the time that Adam and Eve had with the Lord was broken. 
They hid from the Lord, but God called out to them. Jesus' invitation to his followers was exactly that. Come follow me. The kingdom of heaven is near. He gave us access to himself. He also gave us a way to pray, and it was your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as is in heaven. I think that we really need to see this prayer happen. God, your will, your kingdom come in my life as it is in heaven. God wants to do something in each one of us, but this will only happen as we wait on him. When I wait on him and spend time with the Lord in prayer and in his word, he speaks to me, strengthens me, instructs me, renews me, encourages me, corrects me, helps me to see things from his perspective, prepares me for my day, and I believe that he prepares my day for me. I get to live the life God intended me to live. Isaiah 40, 30, 20, uh, 28 through 31 says, Have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wait on you is a song that encourages us to spend time with the Lord. The answer to our problems isn't to try harder or to do more, increase our social circle, greater success in our jobs, or to buy one more thing, try another experience, or eat and drink our problems away. We need to wait on the Lord. Waiting isn't sitting around. It's crying out to the Lord. It's spending time with him, putting our trust in him, and finding hope in him. Good morning. I had to be extra. I needed equipment. (laughs) I'm Randy Johnson. I'm also Tyler's wife, um, and I'm just really excited to be here with you all this morning. I don't know what seasons of life each of you experience, but for me, sometimes it feels like I'm walking an intense uphill walk. Like I'm on a treadmill and somebody's coming from behind me, pressing the incline button repeatedly. And some of it's normal day-to-day stuff, you know, dishes, laundry. If you guys have kids, for some reason they think they need to go through three outfits a day. Um, Errands, the daily Target run, Home Depot for my DIY project obsession. Um, Entertaining my kids, picking up after my kids, picking up after Tyler. And then I work as a full-time nurse, so then I'm balancing my job, too. And most of the time, that feels like really normal, and it doesn't cause too much exertion. But then every now and then, you have a season of life where there's something bigger going on, a bigger trauma, a loss, a disappointment, a surprise, a conflict, brokenness. And then it feels like I'm walking up the steepest hill and I can't catch my breath. And maybe you can relate with that feeling, too, of just not being able to catch your breath in life. And I'm sure in a room this size, many of you have experienced something like that, or perhaps you're in a season of that right now. And for me, I've been a Christian my whole life, and so I think sometimes what happens is I have this passive dependence that goes on in my brain when life is overwhelming. I know he's here. I know he's not leaving me. I know he loves me. I know he wants good things for me and can do good with everything that's going on in life. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. 
And for me, I don't wrestle with this truth. It's so deeply rooted in my faith and in my heart. But oftentimes in life, normal or impossible feeling, my reliance on him becomes just a little too routine. It's almost as if it's like a white noise machine in the background. It's there, I know it, I can pay attention to it if I want to. But oftentimes I let my own mind be louder as I live day to day thinking like, I got this, I can handle it, this is no big deal. I don't have to burden God with my struggles or my stress today. And I don't always stop to be aware of my need to lean on him or to rely on him or to fully immerse myself in his truth or his love and his power. Tyler likes to remind me that it's because I like control. I mean, that's not really true of me, right? <laughs> but it is. I really do. I, I con- like to control a lot of things in my life. And so I have to work at it. I have to discipline myself to stop and be active in inviting him into my struggles. I have to make room for him. And when I do, when I invite him in and make space, I have to shift my mindset to be open to what he's going to do, what his plan is going to be. And there are plenty of times in my life when I thought something should happen a certain way. I have very high expectations for my plans, right? And most of the time, he's done it different even if just a little bit, but it's always better than I could have imagined. And it really reminds me of when Greg asked Tyler and I to start Stateline with him. At the time, Tyler was on staff at another local church. Our oldest, Reed, was two, and I was seven months pregnant with our youngest, Chase, and was about to go on maternity leave. And he comes home and he's like, hey, I gotta talk to you about something. It's never good. never good. And um, it was clear from the very beginning that God had put a calling on Tyler's heart. And now he had this task of having to convince his seven-month pregnant wife that he didn't know when perhaps he was going to get paid again (laughs) or what what was going to happen. And so we spent the whole week, um, I spent the whole week fighting for control back. I said, well, what about a paycheck? What about our schedule? Really, it was, what about my comfort? Like, we're really comfortable right now. And I remember looking at him and I said, well, what if it doesn't work? And he goes, but what if it does? And I had to remember and realize that I had to step back and let God step through to lead us. And now look, seven years later almost, And I told myself I wasn't going to cry. But our family is so blessed by Stateline. Our extended family is a part of the church. My sister-in-law is on stage. My husband gets to preach. We have friends that just celebrate us in good times and encourage us in really hard times. And not to mention the hundreds of you that have made Stateline your home. And so what I've learned to be true is this. I cannot have an effective relationship with God if I'm wrestling him for control. And what I know to be true for you is you cannot have an effective relationship with God if you're wrestling him for control. How would life look different if we stepped back and made space for him? Because I promise you, it's always better than what we can do for ourselves. And so the song I picked this morning is is a reminder 
to myself and hopefully to all of you that his way is better than mine. And all I have to do is open up my arms and surrender and make room. Make room for him, make room for his goodness, his love, his power, to let his name shine for the world to see, to let go of my expectations of what life should like, and to be open to the truth that perhaps God's way is so much better. And so this morning, if you're finding yourself in a season of life where you need to make room for him or you need to let him have control, I encourage you to start that process right here in this room as we sing Make Room. Darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost. The song that I have chosen today has powerful imagery throughout. See, three, three weeks ago, I walked into a coffee shop in Pekin, Illinois, which is my hometown. And I was there visiting family. Specifically, I was there visiting my mom, who was dying and coming to the end of a five-year battle with metastatic breast cancer. And I have no idea why I walked into this coffee shop. It's a place I've never been before, Not real sure that I'll go back. But this song, Death Was Arrested, was playing overhead when I walked in. And it's a song that I have heard. It's a song that we have sang in worship. But it wasn't a song that I knew. That I had let the lyrics wash over me and memorize and internalize. So I threw it on my playlist And not only did I throw it on my playlist over the next 10 to 12 days and still today, I've put it on repeat numerous times because it just conjures up these images that are so strong and so powerful. And as we were with family and watching my mom deteriorate and ultimately pass away, there was a lot of sadness in that. But as we we went through a whole bunch of memories. My mom was a person that she grew up in Catholic and they raised us that way. And I am so grateful that my parents brought us to church early and often throughout our lives. And when I turned 20, I came to faith in Christ on my own. And it wasn't at the Catholic church. And she said, I don't care what you believe, just believe in Jesus. And that was always such an encouragement to me because she always focused on what was important, and that was Christ. And so as we were in uh, at her funeral and the visitation, and there are hundreds and hundreds of people coming through, there were, there were stories, there was joy, there was remembrance, and there was, there was tears, and there was sadness, because she was no longer here. But there was one person that came through the line and he was just broken. Broken to a point of my surprise. But I realized it's because he doesn't have the hope of Jesus. He doesn't know that death is not the end. You see, we don't like to talk about death on this earth because what we know is that it's the end here. 
But if you follow Jesus, you know that it's not the end. It's just the beginning. Because darkness rejoiced because they thought heaven had lost. But the next line of this song builds into this powerful crescendo. And it says, but then Jesus arose with our freedom in hand. And I can't help but think of like a Marvel character or Superman or something coming through at just that moment to save the day. But it's not a movie. It's real. Because on this earth, we know that we will have struggles, that we will have pain, we will have issues, that Satan wants to keep us broken. But this song reminds me that death was arrested when Christ died on the cross. And then he broke sin and death and hell by going down and coming back. At just that moment, he saved us and death was arrested. But Jesus didn't just come to save us so that we could be with him in eternity. He came for right now, for today. Because in this moment, he wants to be with you. He wants to walk with you in the joy, in the triumph, in the struggles, in the pain, in the hurt, in everything that you have going on in your life. There's a There's a saying that Andy Stanley has from North Point Church, which is where this song came from. And he says that Jesus will make your life better, but he will also make you better at life. He wants to be with us. He's not just waiting until our time here is over and saying, come on in. While we want to be in heaven with him, he wants to be with us right now here on earth. So I want to encourage you today to walk with Jesus in every way, in everything, so that you can live the best life possible, the life that he gave us, the potential that he gave you, so that ultimately we can live our best life, but that the people around us can come to know him as well, and that we can continue to grow his kingdom because he invites us into that. You see, Jesus said that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Wasn't that an awesome service? Didn't everyone do an amazing job? Man, I'm standing in the back. I'm just like blown away. I'm like, I can retire. We got great preachers all up in this place everywhere. I mean, everyone did such a fantastic job. And it's, I, I just love this church family and the people that God has brought to this church family and bless us with. But, it, but as I was listening, I couldn't help but just hear this thread, the thread being Jesus, all throughout all their messages, how Tyrone challenged us that when the storms come, really life really begins when we build our life on the firm foundation that is Christ. And then Matt reminded us that we need Jesus every single day, right? It's not just a Sunday only thing, but we need him Monday through Saturday. We need him every single day. And then Randy gave us such a beautiful encouragement to make room to not limit Jesus in our life. And then Justin came and brought the heat at the end there, right? How death was arrested. Death isn't the, doesn't have the final say over our life. We have a hope in Jesus, but if people don't know that, then death does have the final say. And that's why there's so many people without hope. And so we have a, a responsibility as his church to let the good news of what Jesus is doing in us leak out of us everywhere we go. 
And that was kind of the heartbeat behind this series that we were in over the last couple weeks. If you were here, and if you weren't here, you can go back and listen online. We did this series about Monday Matters, how our life matters, our gifts matter, that we have a calling and a purpose beyond just our work, and that God is using us in our work to make an impact and to, to share the good news. And I came across this verse. Let me just read this in Matthew chapter 9, just, just thinking about Jesus. Just simply says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. He healed every kind of disease and illness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Jesus went all throughout his area, bringing the good news wherever he went. And when he saw people without hope, he didn't judge them. He he didn't condemn them. He he shared life with them and then gives us the same challenge. The harvest is plentiful. Everywhere we go, every place we walk into, from our school hallways to our work, wherever we go, construction site, there are people who need the hope of Jesus. And so last week we ended with a unique challenge if we were here where we got to put a, a pin on a map to kind of show where our workplace is. Well, let me show you the culmination of that. Take a look at this map here. Now, what you're going to see, you see Stateline Church right there in the middle of this map. There's our impact, but not really. Because look at all of the pastors going out into the towns and the areas and the village, bringing the good news with them. Look at the impact, church family, we can have when we take what Jesus is doing in us, with us, wherever we go. We can revolutionize the state line area. We can flip it on its head for Jesus. Isn't that awesome? I love seeing that. And if you weren't here and you're like, well, I want to put a pin on a map. We still got one back there. You can grab a pin and put it out on your way out. It's right back there against that wall because we don't want you to be left out. But, but just a good, beautiful reminder, a visual reminder of the impact that we can have when we take the good news with us wherever we go. Now, as we wrap up every single week, we pray. Uh, we have a team of people over here to my right, your left. They'd love to pray with you. If you'd like to learn more about what it is to follow Jesus, or, or maybe you, you're going through some storms, or maybe you need to make room, or, or maybe death is, feels like it has a hold on you. Go and pray with these people. They would love to pray with you about anything. Next week, I'm really excited. I got a good friend of mine. His name's Taka Gucci. He's going to be here. He was here last year. Uh, he's going to come and, and, and share with us. It's going to be great. On your way out, you're going to notice we have a little impromptu patio party. We were going to do a patio party, then we canceled the patio party because we thought it was going to rain. Midwest weather, so unpredictable. Uh, we were going to have mini putting and all that stuff, but then we threw the patio party back on. So we have ice cream sandwiches and stuff. Next week, it'll be cool. We're going to have a, a nine-hole mini putt course out here. Uh, and so we'll have a little challenge with the nine-hole mini putt course. So spend a little extra time getting to know some people in your church family and building relationships. Let me just pray real quick as we leave. Heavenly Father, grateful for this church family, grateful for what you're doing. Let us take the good news of what you're doing in us, with us, wherever we go. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. God bless. See you guys later. Bye.